Hi, I'm Andy Lockmeers, and welcome to German New Medicine Made Easy. This is your one-stop shop for physical, mental, and behavioral answers. And this is my intro episode to German New Medicine. You can listen to this as a podcast. You can also watch me recording this episode on YouTube at BioHealthWorks Institute channel. Today, I'm sharing with you the basics of German New Medicine. Now, that is German new N-E-W and medicine. And maybe you've heard of GNM and maybe you haven't and it doesn't matter. It's a little bit more grassroots in Europe than it is here, but it's definitely starting to take hold here in the United States. It's starting to change here and I'm thrilled about that. And I'm hoping that you're going to be excited after today's episode. My goal is simply to get you thinking about your health your wellness, and about your belief systems because those play a big part in how we look at the symptoms we have and the choices we make. Today I'm introducing you to an entirely new paradigm about your symptoms and your diseases, why you have them, how you got them, what their natural progression is, and how they will naturally resolve. Now this isn't really information you're going to get from a healthcare provider or even a holistic health practitioner. Let me say that right up front. But if you're open to learning outside the box, then this episode is for you. Personally, I think healthcare in America is broken. Who's with me on that one? I think it's built around an incorrect model, if you will. I think there's a lot of companies that make people sick and keep them sick for profit. For me, that doesn't work. To me, that has to change. It's not sustainable. One way that we can change that is to educate ourselves about what's really going on in our body. The World Health Organization says that Americans are sicker than most of the developed world, and we spend a lot more money than our counterparts on healthcare. Why is that? Again, it comes back to sickness for profit in our country. We have five and a half million kids that have been diagnosed with asthma. That's about seven and a half percent of all the kids in America. We have almost 5% of the U.S. population that's 12 and over that has been diagnosed with hypothyroidism. That's 5 out of 100 people. In 2018, we had an estimated 1.7 million new cases of cancer that were diagnosed and six, over 600,000 of them would die. We can do better than this, folks. So let's educate ourselves. And one way to do that is by learning the life's work discoveries of one German physician. His name is Dr. Reich Gerdhammer, and I'm going to tell you his story. This story starts in 1978. Dr. Hammer is a traditionally trained physician, lives in Germany. One day he gets a phone call that his teenage son Dirk had been accidentally shot while he was on vacation. Four months later, Dirk died in his arms. And shortly after that, Dr. Hammer was diagnosed with testicular cancer. Now he's a smart guy and he's starting to think, okay, I've got this trauma and now I've got this cancer. There's got to be a correlation here. He's not going to body, mind, spirit like you and I might. All right. He's not thinking, oh my gosh, I had trauma. Now I have symptoms. Of course that makes sense. Especially if you've studied Louise Hay, you totally get that. He's a traditionally trained physician. I imagine that would have been emotional woo-woo for him. So he's not going there. After he had surgery, took care of himself, then he started to look at the brain as the cause of disease. 
he was starting to think, okay, something's going on in the body. I've got to figure this out. It has to do with trauma. I'm going to look at the brain. No one had ever looked at the brain at the cause of disease before. Now, at this point, he was working at the University of Munich, and he was the head internist in their cancer area. For the previous 10 years, CT scans had been on the rise. Hospitals were starting to use them more and more. So he decided to take CT scans of all his patients. Why not, right? He discovered that every single one of his patients, including himself, had a circle, a lesion, a targeted ring formation in their brain in different locations. Well, what the heck was that? He contacted the company that made the CT equipment and they said, oh, you know, it's nothing, it's just an artifact. Well, he started to think there was something to this. So he started talking with his patients. What had gone on in their life prior to their diagnosis? And as it turns out, every single one of them had had some sort of trauma or distressing event. Hmm, he thought he was onto something because he too had had trauma prior to his diagnosis. So he started to correlate all this information, their medical histories, their brain CT scans, all the stuff that had gone on in their life, and he started to see a pattern. And this is where it gets super fascinating. He started to re realize that everyone with the same kind of trauma had the circle in the same place in the brain, and they all had the same diagnosis of cancer. Okay, so take a deep breath. I'm gonna say this one more time because it is big. Everyone in the cancer clinic at the University of Munich with the circle in the same area of the brain had all experienced the same kind of emotional trauma or distressing event and they all had the same cancer. There were no exceptions to this. It was true in 100% of them. Let's look at modern medicine today. What do we have that would be considered 100% true? Do all smokers get lung cancer? Well, no, they don't. The Journal of Theoretics says that if there is one exception, then it isn't true. So because not everyone who smokes gets cancer, smoking is not a cause of cancer. Hmm. Again, what I'm teaching you is an entirely new paradigm. It's a new perspective on what's going on in our body. What's a paradigm? It's a model, it's a view of something. So think of gravity. I think we all believe in the paradigm of gravity, at least I think we mostly do. Scientists have researched it, right? They figured out what it is, they can measure it, and even though we can't see it, we can see the effects of it. We know that if you drop a pen, right, it's going to go down, it's not going to go up. Gravity is a paradigm that we all believe. We have all cognized it. What in allopathic medicine and modern medicine do we all believe? Well, truly the beliefs that we've grown up with are theories and they're not true 100% of the time, which means there's something else at play here. We have been led to believe that germs cause disease. So do you always get a cold if you were just around somebody who had a cold? If you just breathe the air they were breathing? No. We've been led to believe that our cells will suddenly go rogue and travel through the blood and maybe the lymph they don't really know to other parts of the body and cause, you know, cancer all over. So why isn't donated blood tested for cancer? I checked it out. It's not. What about heart attacks? They say it's from clogged arteries from cholesterol. 
and new studies show that millions of people with existing heart disease have clean coronary arteries. Okay, so do studies show that the higher your cholesterol, the more susceptible you are to heart disease? No, in fact, the opposite is true. The higher your cholesterol, the longer you live. Again, it's, not, it's a theory. It's not 100%. So obviously, Dr. Hammers discovers are very contrary to what we now have. And I imagine as a traditionally trained physician, his mind was probably boggled. Oh my gosh, this is nothing like what I was taught in med school. What is going on here? What have I discovered? And who the heck is ever going to believe me? He spent years correlating the CT scans he was looking at with the medical histories, and he was able to figure out the cause of every disease that we have. He discovered the cause of every symptom. It's no longer a mystery why one person is diagnosed with one disease and another person is diagnosed with a different disease. So the premise of Dr. Hammer's work is that he discovered that every single disease starts with what he called a conflict shock. What is a conflict shock? Well, it's something that you were unaware of. It caught you unexpectedly. It was a shock to your system. What he says is that it's a shock to your psyche. So what is the psyche? It's not the Freudian definition of psyche, which is like the id, ego, superego. It's not like that. This is Dr. Hammer's definition of the psyche, and he is a physician. So for him, it was his, our nervous system, our brain, and our five senses. Our five senses are how we perceive the world around us. We hear it, we see it, we touch it, we smell it, right? Our psyche, brain, and nervous system are all impacted at the moment of a conflict shock. And because it's unexpected and we are hardwired for survival, our psyche then says, uh-oh, this is unexpected. We have to mobilize all the forces here in this body to make sure we're going to be safe to make it through this issue. So changes occur in the body, physiological changes. Think of the last time you were really stressed out. You could probably feel that. Your heart might have been pumping. Your brain was busy processing the stressful events and you were just stressed. Your blood was being shunted to your muscles because you were now running from that saber-toothed tiger, even though that saber-toothed tiger might have been your boss who just piled a load of work on you in front of everyone and dressed you down, and you felt about this tall, about an inch tall. What you know is that you're upset, and when you're upset, you know it. You're focused on the issue. You're mulling it over in your brain. You're rehashing the events and figuring out different scenarios. You're trying to make sense of it, or maybe you're plotting your revenge. I don't know. The moment that this happens, there is a circle that appears on our brain at that moment of that conflict shock. Our psyche then turns on a program, and this program is because we are hardwired for survival. The program makes physiological changes occur in the body to help us survive. So think of it as a survival mechanism. There are survival mechanisms all throughout nature. They're all around us. So think of plants. Roses have thorns. That basically says, stay away, you're going to hurt yourself if you touch me. What about poisonous plants? Poison ivy, poison sumac, poison oak. If you touch it, you get a rash. It's going to be uncomfortable. They don't want to be touched. There are some plants that release chemicals, so the plants around it will then take notice and knows that there's danger. Not only plants, but animals have survival mechanisms in place as well. There's a certain squid that will chop off its own arm and leave it behind as a diversion so we can get away. 
pretty smart. What about a possum? We know it plays dead, right? Oh, I'm dead, you can leave me alone, and so it gets left alone. We all know what a skunk does, its survival mechanism. Think of a horse. Now, I'm a horseback rider, so I love horses. They have eyes on each side of the head, so they can see around them almost 360 degrees because they are a prey animal. They're constantly looking for danger. And if you have horses, you know this, their nervous system is heightened and it's like, am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? What can I do if it's not safe? We all know what a horse does, right? It can run really fast from the time it's born. These are all survival mechanisms that are built into nature. They're built into the natural organisms on this planet and we are natural organisms. Why would we be any different? Well, we're not. We also have survival mechanisms, and these are the ones that we share with animals. At the moment of the conflict shock, a program starts in our body. One of three programs begins, and I'm not going to go into those programs now, but just know it begins, and we are instantly in one of the two phases that Dr. Hammer discovered. He realized that all diseases have two phases to them. The first one is called being conflict active, and it's when we're upset. That's what we feel. So after you get dressed down from your boss, you're upset, you're shaky, you're not hungry anymore, you're wanting to go home and maybe live under a rock for a while. So physiological changes are occurring right then and they're helping you to survive. Your nervous system has been turned on and we're in what we would call fight or flight. Once we resolve this program, maybe we make peace with it, Maybe the next day we go in and talk with our boss and we work it out and there's an apology in there and our nervous system switches now into the second phase, which is called the healing phase. Some people call it the resolution phase. Because we had physiological changes when we were conflict active, when we were upset, then in this healing phase, our brain is now going to direct our body to return to balance, to homeostasis. So your body looks at the changes that occurred in the first phase and it makes changes in the second phase to bring us back into balance. These changes are what we call being sick. There's pain, swelling, and inflammation to help bring us back into balance. So let's look at an example. Let's look at the common cold because that's something that most of us have experienced. Do you really catch a virus from somebody else? Is that how you know it comes into our body and knows exactly where to go to give us exact symptoms? Not really, that's not an accurate description of what's occurring. What happened is that you had a stink conflict. What is a stink conflict? Well, something stinks. Something was lousy in your life, something you were fed up with. At the moment of the conflict shock, when you're totally fed up with something, your psyche started a program that reduced the number of cells in your sinuses because your body knew that that was going to help you survive this issue. Let's not smell this person anymore. Let's get away from this person. This is so counterintuitive to what we've been taught. I know that, so hang in with me. So we've had a stink conflict. We're upset, we're totally fed up. We're losing cells in our sinuses. Biologically, we don't wanna smell that person that we're fed up with. And, we're, and if we can't smell it, then our psyche says, well, we're no longer near it. This whole mechanism helps us to get away from it. Our psyche knows that it's, that's gonna help us to resolve this program. So let's say you're on a city bus and somebody sits next to you who obviously has a bad cold. 
they're sneezing and they're coughing all over you and you're thinking, oh my gosh, they're sitting right next to me. I can't believe this. They're spraying their germs all around me. Instantly, you have a conflict shock. You are now losing cells in your sinuses right there on the bus. So you can no longer smell this person that you don't want to be near. A few days later, you're away from this person. You're not even thinking about them anymore. Your psyche has realized, okay, we're not in any danger. We're away from that person. We lost cells. We need to refill them. Healing always takes place in a liquid environment. So our body brings liquid to our sinuses and that process helps us to replenish the holes that we created a few days ago on the bus. This is what we call a common cold. It's the healing phase of a stink conflict. Nothing has invaded you. There are no microbes that have come in to wreak havoc with you. In fact, microbes are helping you, which is why we always see microbes being active in the healing phase when you are sick. Yet, what do we do? We take drugs to minimize all those symptoms to get rid of the microbes, when a better choice would be to support the healing phase. Maybe taking herbs, some homeopathy, some chicken soup, all of those things that we know that will help our bodies to recover sooner and easier. That's what's important. German New Medicine gives us an entirely new perspective on how to help ourselves. For some programs, truly surgery might be your best bet. Sometimes it's the worst thing you can do. But with GNM, you at least have a better understanding of when to use surgery, when to have pharmaceuticals, when to use those, when to use holistic therapies, if, if you need any of these things. Now, GNM is not a modality. It's not something you do like acupuncture or homeopathy or herbs or surgery or, or pharmaceuticals. GNM is a new understanding of physiology of what's occurring in the body and why. Once we have this understanding, we have a much better picture, we know what's going on and why, then we can support it better and easier through the healing phase. Dr. Hammer discovered the conflict shock that goes with every single disease. He mapped out the entire brain. There's no mystery as to why somebody gets the disease that they get. It's information that allows you to then support your body's innate ability to heal itself. And you're probably thinking, oh, I know somebody who's always eaten right and always does the right thing and yet they die of cancer. And yes, that happens, and I will certainly explain that in another episode, keeping it fairly basic right now. But let's go back to smoking, which I talked about earlier. Does smoking cause cancer in 100% of the people who smoke? Well, no. Well, in that case, then smoking is not the cause of lung cancer. What smoking does do, though, it weakens the lungs. We've all seen those pictures of the blackened lungs, right? Well, that's not healthy. I mean, that's common sense that lungs that are black like that are not a healthy thing to have. The conflict that goes with the lungs, the conflict shock, is a death-fright conflict. A death-fright conflict. So I'm going to die or somebody else is going to die. We have a whole culture of fear about smoking and smokers know that. This culture of fear is not helping smokers to resolve their programs. The culture of fear is not helpful for anyone because fear makes every single program that runs in the body more complicated and severe. Also, consider the people who have never smoked and yet they get lung cancer. Well, now we know exactly why. They experienced a conflict shock, a death fright conflict. 
Now we all know somebody who's 85 years old, let's say he drinks whiskey every day, he smokes a cigar every day, he lives on white bread and spam, he's never exercised a day in his life, and he's still going spry at 85, right? Who has an Uncle Joe like that? Now think of somebody, let's say a 40-year-old female who exercises and has a loving family, a wonderful husband. She meditates and she eats organic food and she's got a great support network. And then she's diagnosed with cancer or fibromyalgia or something like that. Why do people think, oh, this doesn't make sense? And they don't understand why it doesn't make sense with conventional medicine. But with GNM, we know exactly why things like this happen. That's because we know the cause of all diseases, which are usually healing phases, and they all originate from the conflict shock. GNM explains that. So for me, one of the best things about GNM is the freedom of fear of disease. We have a culture of fear in our country. Let's face it, we've been taught to fear our bodies, to fear each other, to fear the natural microbes that live inside us and also around us. These are microbes that, that physicians and researchers are just starting to realize are there. I think we've lost a connection to our bodies. I think we've lost an innate wisdom of our bodies and GNM helps us to get that back. I find it's very empowering that when you understand what really caused the symptoms you have, you have this new perspective and it's something that people often understand intuitively. I can't tell you the number of times when I've asked somebody, okay, so what was going on in your life five years ago, right before your symptoms began? And they all will know, oh, well, that's when my, my mother died, or that's when my divorce was final. People know intuitively what was going on in their lives around the time. So we always work with the timeline with everyone that I work with. And when you develop the timeline, you narrow down the conflict that was in everyone's life. And sometimes the conflict happens in utero or sometimes birth. Now, I love the thought of teaching this to kids. Can you imagine if we raised our kids to understand when they experienced a conflict shock, when they're in a conflict active phase, they could downgrade it sooner rather than later. And so their healing phase, their sickness, will be a lot less complicated and less severe. Maybe they have a day of sniffles instead of having a full-blown cold or flu. This is how GNM can empower us. It's awesome. I don't see that kind of empowerment coming from the business model of disease we currently have. Now, I truly believe we are hardwired for survival, and we've forgotten that we are. To me, it's just common sense. I know that we have forgotten to trust our bodies. It's really up to us to get out of the way and support it as best we can. Now, it doesn't mean do nothing. I can hear people right now listening to this saying, oh, she's saying we don't do anything. That's not at all what I'm saying. But learn GNM and you'll understand this concept better. I think our chances of being healthy are really increased if we understand GNM before we have any sort of diagnosis, if possible. Diagnoses can create fear in our bodies. Like I said earlier, that makes things more complicated. So my goal for today is just to get you thinking and to introduce a new paradigm to you. I'm hoping you understand at least a little bit more about German New Medicine. I hope I've at least piqued your curiosity. You can check out my website at biohealthworksinstitute.com. I teach two online courses. One is for the general population to be empowered with your health. 
The other is for holistic practitioners and healthcare providers to learn how to use German New Medicine with clients and patients. Again, I'm Andy Lockmears. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you'll join me again for another episode of German New Medicine Made Easy. And please leave me a comment, share this on your social media, drop me a line and let me know what else you'd like to learn about GNM. I look forward to that. Thanks so much. Until next time.